Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. I'm Tower here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence through our contact page at warren-usa.com. You can find Warren Radio on Truth Social, MeWe, Parlor, CloudHub, Getter, Tumblr, and Linktree. You can listen and download our shows by going to warren-usa.com and danagoodsmith.com. You'll also find Warren Radio on the following website streamers, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, Podchaser, and Verbal. Don't miss these posts on warren-usa.com and danagrinsmith.com. Do not miss this post, The Epic Saga of Responsibility. Thus, the Epic Saga of Responsibility is the charge given, the witnesses revealed, and the testimony spoken concerning these things. This Epic Saga of Responsibility is written as a prose. Do not miss this post, Persecution, Murdering of the Just. You have killed the just, and he does not resist you, so says James. Scripture itself points to the difference between the just and the wicked. Do not miss this post, America, Grace, God's Grace. Self-willed, but God-loved, mankind has been on the cusp of danger since the fall of man. Latest posts on warren-usa.com. Do not miss this post, Secrets of God and Men, Part 1 on Sound the Shofar. We will look at the mysteries and secrets of God and men. The secret counsels, the hidden mysteries, and the unknown have drawn people from the beginning. Do not miss this post, Bringing America Down by Obfuscation of the Truth. Obfuscation is a willful is the willful obscuring of the intended meaning of communication by making the message difficult to understand. Do not miss this post, Truth of God's Faithfulness, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 50 on Battle Lines. The very works or wonderful things that have been done can be seen from the heavens he created to the earth and all things therein. We can behold how he dealt with Israel. And be sure to get your copy of The Rising by the watchman Dana Glenn Smith. The Rising is a Christian fiction thriller. The Rising details a takeover of America. There's danger and intrigue. The nation is at risk and dark forces are plotting to bring this country into the globalist new order. And be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter by going to danaglinsmith.com where you can also visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop where the Rising is featured and other Christian books as well as resources from our Vision Media. And now I welcome in the Watchmen. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn.
Thanks, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, you know, in spite of the election, I'm doing good. Yeah, it's... Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's wonderful to be here again. I it's It just seems like yesterday that we were here for the advocacy broadcast. You know, it goes by real fast, and it's hard to believe how many years that we've been doing this. I know. And uh, we've covered a lot of issues. We've covered a lot of persecution. And uh, it's it's a subject that's close to our hearts. Yes, it is. And while we cover the persecuted church, you know, um, you know around the world, America is in trouble itself. So... There's a lot of issues today. I hate having America go through this or be in trouble because it concerns me about will we still be able to help the persecuted church around the world? Well, you know, the thing of it is, is the you know, if you look around, the chaos of nations is just about everywhere you can look. It's not just America and it's not just China, but it encompasses North Korea. Uh, it encompasses Japan, encompasses the recent election in Brazil. Uh, it covers our election that's coming up. Uh, it covers the chaos that we see in many parts of the world today. We are in the mystery of iniquity. We are in that time of lawlessness and perilous times. And, uh, you know, I on... Social media today. I seen this guy that I've known for quite a while informally through social media, and he was talking about all the trouble. And he says, "Now, do you want to see what the judgments are going to be like in Revelation?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even got to that yet. Oh, I know. You know, to me that that's a chuckle because. That's yet to come, you know. I mean, if you're freaked out over what's going on now, man, you're going to really be freaked out over what's coming. But we live by faith. Christ will never, ever forsake his church, his people, those who, you know, look to him. Amen. So I'm going to do this. America Grace, God's Grace. This is a recent post, uh, and I like to feature these in the beginning. America grace, God's grace are words to remind us that despite man's ability to think, build, and live on his own, in two short words, man cannot. Self-willed but God-loved, mankind has been on the cusp of danger since the fall of man. Man learned to make fire and to stay warm, find food to eat and shelter to live in. Yet the real danger of the sins of man cannot be healed but by the atonement laid at the eternal event of the sacrifice of the Son of God for your sins. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Proverbs 4.23 This particular article lets you know that in America... Amidst all the answers we have and everything, there's one thing that that America has, and that is God's grace is still there to call upon him for forgiveness. And this is a redemptive, you know, article concerning America and how in the midst of all the turmoil, you can, you can find this grace, you can understand the true issues of these particular things. So go on over to DanaGlynSmith.com and uh, it's also over on Warren-USA.com and read America Grace, God's Grace. That's America Grace, God's Grace at DanaGlynSmith.com or Warren-USA.com and so... Don't forget, get on over there, and there's a lot of other articles. Now, you know, Tower, 
the Catholic League. And I like reading some of these and covering them. This, uh, the Catholic League president, Bill Donahue, um, talks about abortion. And it, it, it's interesting because he's always on the defensive about it. You know, he, he's very clear about it. Now, I'm not Catholic. We are an independent um, uh, ministry. And uh, ours is an uh, end-time ministry. And so we are not a church. We are evangelists. We are watchmen. We are warning America. And uh, he points out that hysteria is the only word that accurately describes what leading Democrats are saying. Why the sky hasn't fallen is a mystery. <clears throat> now, see, they continue to do this, but Donahue um, wrote this uh, a while ago. On October 17th, uh, Vice President Kamala Harris was holding a a ceremony at the Nate Holden Performing Arts Center in L.A. And she says, When I'm traveling around the country, one of the feelings I hear most is fear. It's fear, she later said. There's a lot of fear. And, of course, he points out that the fear she's talking about is not of being killed, raped, or mugged. Nor was it the fear of families not being able to pay bills. It was the fear that in some places elected officials have placed restrictions on abortions. Now see, this That's is really the issue. Crazy. And of course today one actress came out and said that abortion is mercy. Killing a baby in abortion is blood guilt. It's murder. Amen. And there is nothing merciful about murder. That's right. Especially when the baby, of course, is a baby and independent. He's not 17 years old. He's not 35. He's not 21. He's not 55. He's a baby. And he has, his life is being taken. The baby's life is being taken before it has a chance to even live. It's tragic. And what we're missing out on these babies that have been aborted is unimaginable. Now, one thing Donahue pointed out is about Biden talking about this on October 18th, the day after what Kamala Harris said. She said, patients are being denied prescriptions that they've been taken for years for conditions like rheumatoid arthritis and osteoporosis. You know, because pharmacies are concerned that those drugs could also be used to terminate a pregnancy, so they're not given their prescriptions. Now, this is a blatant lie. Now, Donahue didn't call it a blatant lie. He just said no evidence was given. And... We see a lot of this in the news, hysteria by the Democrats. And, of course, now we have uh, states like California that are pushing to be the go-to murder capital for babies in, in America. So these are, you know, another thing he talks about Uh, there was a TV ad he he brought out talking about the Democrat, uh, the Democratic Senatorial Campaign Committee, who quotes a doctor saying that he thought of the days of back alley abortions were over. Too often women died. Now you see the problem of it is is that this is totally out of context. According to the CDC, brought up by Bill Donahue, the number of women who died of an illegal abortion in 1972, the year before Roe, was not some astronomical figure, as pro-abortion activists have alleged. The number was 39. Now, see, Nancy Pelosi accused MAGA Republicans 
that pledged to ban abortion in all 50 states and sentence doctors for five years. As well, Kamala Harris said their goal is to criminalize doctors and nurses with up to five years in prison. And that is absolutely a lie. Patently untrue. And uh, so you can check out all of this yourself. But this is uh, where uh, the abortive process has gotten us. And the big life of it, uh, the big problem here is our lust for killing these babies, all because we want to have sex and we don't want to pay the penalty, so we kill the baby. Now, you see, God knows the difference between a baby that died in, in birth because of the woman having trouble and a doctor deliberately killing them. At the same time, we have the satanic church, which is alive and well in America, not too long ago, were unbaptizing people. And today, I seen a video that was put up over on a particular social site where they were putting upside-down crosses on these people, and they had the satanic priest and his helper. One was a man, one was a woman. And... Uh, they had mostly young people and young men. So the thing of it is, is that America is backslid. And there's a lot of issues here. So one of the issues is the, the satanic church uses aborted babies to worship Satan. So when we look at the whole issue of abortion, it's always been... Uh, divided, hot topic, and uh, for me, it's, it's a topic that comes under blood guilt and murder, and God warns about those both. I've talked about it. I've done um, several major uh, series of teachings on blood guilt. So next, we're up, uh, and uh, are you ready for your next one? Yes. Okay. This story comes to us via International Christian Concern, Christian Concern. Burmese Army Bomb Myanmar Christian Concert. And um, an attack on a music festival in Christian majority Kachin State in Myanmar on Sunday, October 23rd, killed at least 80 people and injured about 200. The Tatmandaw which is the Burmese army, dispatched three fighter jets to attack an anniversary concert held by the Kachin Independence Organization, the KIO, a prominent ethnic resistance group, and four bombs were dropped around 8.30 p.m. And a video from Kachin News Group showed the aftermath of the deadly attack. There was um, popular musicians, artists, and elders that were killed. And a source within the Ketchin Baptist Convention, the KBC, said that many of the victims were fellow KBC Christians and regular civilians. The um, KIO-controlled territory had part of a you know it was a three-day celebration making this marking the 62nd anniversary of the KIO's founding and the Tatmandaw information office defended the attack as a necessary operation that was launched in response to terrorist acts by the Ketchin Independence Army and the the um, Ketchin Independence Army is the KIO's right wing and of course, they have denied that. And immediately after the attack, the Tatmandu cut, cut off phone and internet connections in the area and restricted access for humanitarian aid. And this is a violation of the laws of war and should not be unpunished. Dozens of lives, dozens of people 
innocent lives vanished in an instant, with many still missing. They, the Tatmandu blocked access to medical care for those injured, showing its absolute disregard of human life and the international laws. So the governments around the world and the United Nations need to do more than merely issuing statements of deep concern and they need to impose stronger sanctions on the illegitimate coup regime. You know, there's been a problem with uh, that area for a long time. Oh, there and, has been. And, you know, a lot of this goes back, and this uh, includes if you follow Iran's problems with a lot of people, um, you find that these ethnic groups just don't get over their biasness and trouble. And uh, we're right in the middle of global chaos in a lot of areas. We really are. And uh, this is an area that... Uh, well, this is just horrible. It's unconscionable that they should even do this kind of thing. They and just, bomb in a concert? I know. Give me a break. It was not a terrorist group. They were not organizing a terrorist attack on anybody you know it wasn't a terrorist act well you know the thing of it is is we bring this up because you know this was a christian concert and and they killed people there and uh you know it just it was just their excuse to um try to win the war to justify why they attacked these people yeah that's right so at any rate, uh, you know, this is just, in one little swoop, 80 people were killed. No wonder people use bombs. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah. It's very devastating. 200 injured. And of course, there's, they don't have that good of hospitals around there. Well, and then they were stopped from getting aid in that area. Yeah. Well, next I wanted to touch on, we're not going to spend a lot of time, but CBN brought out the fact that, uh, uh, and uh, they had quoted a hospital, a children's hospitals were running out of room because flu cases were surging. Had, uh, you know, have you heard of anything like that, Tower? No. In our area? Well, I just know that there's been more cases of COVID recently. Well, the one thing I've noticed is not not and, the flu, but I've noticed people dying of a heart attack. I, I've seen several more die of heart attacks, and these are young adults. And there was another one where a woman was dancing, or extra, uh, dancing a special dance uh-huh. in front of a crowd, and she dropped dead. Oh. And she was dead by the time she hit the floor. And whenever you see that, it reminds me of the complications of COVID. And, you know, we talked about this before. Dr. Malone and there's a lot of other doctors, they said, if you if you get more than one of those Myrna shots for COVID, you know, the more shots you get, the more likely you're going to die. And he came out and said, you're going to die, period. And so... Uh, Dr. Sarah Combs, who is an emergency medicine physician and director of outreach at the Children's National Hospital, said, We are seeing very high numbers of very sick children here at the Children's National in the emergency department and the inpatient wards. And, uh, you know, this kind of caught me by surprise because... I didn't think that, uh, you know, it was that bad. And, I didn't uh, either. And I haven't heard anything about, you know, in our state, I haven't seen much on it. But uh, earlier this week, uh, they said uh, children were waiting for the pediatric intensive care unit to get in. And uh, they had 323 inpatient beds. And, of course, they were waiting to get in. So that tells you that they were absolutely killed. That's horrible. (coughs) 
And of course, they said, you know, in order to uh, give both a sprout of hope and and some micro sense of control, what can I do other than panic? And uh, <laughs> good grief, I'm I'm checking the name of this doctor. Yeah, Sarah Combs. She said, go back to basics and do what you've been doing over the past couple of years of the pandemic. Get your immunizations. Now, as far as I'm concerned, these shots ain't worth the effort. You know, I would never, never, I say never, (coughs) get a shot. Especially a COVID shot. And of course, you know, the problem you had during COVID, Tower, and you and I talked about this, was the fact that all the flu cases weren't around. (laughs) That's right. They miraculously disappeared. That's because all the COVID was really flu. Yeah, they were. All the flu cases they were labeling as COVID-19. Now, of course, this is our opinion. But the thing of it is, is that when they were pushing this stuff, there's no way we were going to do it. And we didn't want our family doing it either. (coughs) And there are other protocols you can take for this. And I could have told them what they needed to take, but I'm not a doctor, so I'm not going to say it over, over the thing. But, you know... Even Dr. Gundry uh, talked about uh, your immune system and the things to help it. And that's what you need to do and help your immune system. And so you can find Dr. Malone and other doctors online and they can tell you some of the protocol. Now, we've got another one. This is in Syria. And the reason I was amazed at this, um, and I I do like to cover uh, the uh, Assyrian church, uh, the Syria church. Uh, These things date back uh, to the beginning. And of course, and, and that is hundreds of years. And uh, this particular monastery reopened after a hundred years, Tara. Isn't uh, that Tower. amazing? Huh? Yeah. That is just amazing. And uh, I like to look at these things on Google Map too. The monastery of Mor Ephraim, or Saint Ephraim, in Mardin, southern Turkey. It was once the heartland of Syriac Christianity. Now, this comes to us from heraldmalaysia.com. But it's a, an article that is actually written uh, from the Assyrian. Uh, and I'm not sure which one wrote it. And Joseph Tullock is the one that wrote it. But uh, you can find this uh Number place. This is on a Malaysia, heraldmalaysia.com. And the thing that amazes me is is the the history of these places where Christians used to be, and then all of a sudden they decided to open them up. Is that kind of strange? It is. It seems strange. It's amazing that they're reopening them. Well, someone had to have taken care of the church while it was empty. Well, now, we have a picture of a priest. He's He was probably the one that was guarding it and watching over it. Yeah. This particular one was founded in 1881. That's in the height of the cowboy and Indian days. Yep. <laughs> and uh, let's see, 1881, 1869. That's, that's actually the end of the Civil War. 1869. I'm not sure. And it was seized by the Turkish army in the First World War. And I find I find the history amazing. It was consecrated again 
And uh, there's a Syriac praise that they spoke about, and it means look at him and trust in him. Yeah, I like that. <coughs> and they have a, a large cross behind the altar, and that's where that praise is. Keep your eye on Jesus and put your faith in him. That's what that literally means. I like that. I do too. And uh, they had the Syriac Catholic. Now remember, a lot of these old, the, the Assyrian, um, you get over in Iraq, and a lot of these different places, they're outgrowths of the Catholic Church. And just like the Russian Orthodox Church came from an arm of the Catholic Church years ago. I mean, you can find all these churches splitting off in their various things. And so I find this interesting. And uh, it has been home to communities of Syriac Christians, also known as Assyrians. And, and I wanted to get to that. Because I have a feed on, on all of the different uh, uh, places we, we visit for news and stuff. And, uh, <coughs> excuse me, the, Assyrian, the Assyrians have their own news agency. And uh, they have these people writing these big long articles about the Assyr Assyrian community, just like the Coptic uh, community in Egypt. It dates back to the time of the apostles. These Assyrians and some of these other churches throughout Europe date back to the time of the apostles. I know that's amazing that the churches are still around from the, and can date back to that. And so although they're in Turkey... Um, they represent a tiny fraction, but if, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the churches in Turkey, the, the, the ones who were allowed to have their churches, are the original native groups like these Assyrians. So that's interesting. So pray for the Assyrian church, uh, the church, of course, in Turkey, and... Uh, there's a lot of churches that need your prayers, and they need the help financially uh, of humanitarian groups. Amen. That's true. They do. So we're ready to move on the next one. Are you? Are you yeah. ready? This is a huge victory. It's just a miracle from the Lord. A Scottish court gives victory to the BGEA, which is Franklin Graham's Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. It's a great victory. Um, so Franklin Evangelist Franklin Graham scored a major religious freedom victory this week with a Scottish court issuing a stern ruling claiming his organization was treated unfairly and unequally. So Glasgow's sheriff's court found Billy Graham and his or the Graham and his organization was discriminated against when a Scottish event campus, Scotland's largest event space, canceled a 2020 ministry event. Sheriff John McCormick declared Monday in his 280-page ruling he saw no evidence to back the claims used to cancel the event and wrote the SEC had violated the UK 2010 Equality Act when it trumpeted protesters' views and ignored Graham's supporters who wanted to see the event unfold. So McCormick awarded BGEA $109,927 in damages, argued the venue bowed to public pressure, and stated the law cannot endorse a situation in which a mainstream Christian gathering is punished due to disagreements or other beliefs, or disagreements over beliefs. While protesting is permitted, he wrote there's no right to silence or stop religious assemblies. 
and um, the vendor's true problem with the pursuer arises as a result of religious views of Franklin Graham, which it has sought to categorize by wrenching selected comments made in the past while conveniently ignoring contrary comments also made by Franklin Graham. And Graham responded to the ruling in a statement expressing gratitude and calling it a clear victory for freedom of speech and religion in the UK. And he said the case was never about financial remedies. It was about the preservation of religious freedom in the UK, particularly the right for Christians to share the gospel in the public square. And he thanked the sheriff for upholding the law and affirming the Christians must be treated fairly and equally. So that's a good story. It is a good story. And I'm glad. I'm thankful for the victory that God gave Franklin Graham, the victory in this situation. Well, you know, there was some other news on Franklin Graham, and they've had a number of these suits, and they've won quite a few of them. Good. I didn't know that. And, I didn't uh, know there was so many others. But see, uh, I remember one time he wanted to go in in the U.K., to a particular area and have a crusade, and they wouldn't let him in. They tried to block him. And I thought that was in England, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 it was. And so... Um, but this one's out of Scotland, and I didn't know that he was shut down in Scotland. Well, you know, I, I like Scotland and Ireland. I've never been there. Um, but, you, you know, there, there's a lot of... Uh, stuff to be said about it. There's a lot of history there as well. Now, we're going to be um, moving on to the drought. This comes from uh, Oxfam International. Oxfam uh, really does um, track these kind of things, droughts and stuff. And uh, it came out of a press release. And uh, one person is likely to die of hunger every 36 seconds. Now think of that, Tower. Every oh, I know, that's just astronomical. Every 36 seconds. That ain't long. That's not, you know. So at any rate, between now, when this was written, and the end of the year... You know where it's going to be at? In drought-stricken East Africa, because it's the worst hit area concerning famine. Oh. And they named the situation in Somalia, Ethiopia, and Kenya is deteriorating fast. In Somalia, it's the worst hunger crisis in living memory. And the people that are experiencing acute hunger surpass that of the 2011 famine where, when more than a quarter of a million people died. Oh. Almost one in six people in Somalia are facing extreme hunger. Well, that's so tragic. That's heartbreaking to think that those people have to go through that. And I remember the day that I got out of bed in the morning. And the Lord spoke directly to me about Somalia. And it would be um, a short time later that we founded our ministry to begin our end of days. And Somalia became a focus to keep our eyes and prayers on. And, uh, and so to this day, um, our ministry uh, has a, a certain procedure where we... Um, give money to humanitarian groups around the world and we tell people to um, help these groups. And if you don't know who to help, we've got a list of them. But, uh, you know, Samaritan's Purse, International Christian Concern, Open Doors, I mean, there, there's a lot of them and we've got a bigger list than we've had before. And uh, and this just shows it, Tower. 
This is just like clear. I mean, Somalia does have a Muslim population, and they also have a Christian population. Now, remember when they were having a war, and Somalia actually had a a Christian nation there, you know, a Mm -hmm. Christian governor and everything, and the Muslims were attacking them and taking captives. Remember that? Yep. This region has had so much trouble. And you can't plant food if you're making war. But the problem of it is they don't have water. And I remember one year, and this was in Somalia. No, this was in Ethiopia. And Ethiopia is here too. But uh, America tried to send grain to Ethiopia. And remember it, it was uh, the wrong kind of grain. Yeah, it was GMO. They didn't want to feed They didn't people. want GMO. And so they wouldn't let the people have them. But the problem of it is, you know, it's you better eat the GMO grain right now to make sure you have something to eat, and then you can worry about getting the other later. Yeah, instead of letting the people die, that I don't get it. I can understand them not wanting it, but... yeah. So, now, you know, they've suffered, the region suffered four failed rainy season, with yeah. a fifth likely to unfold over the next three months. Now, see, and all of this at the same time, where we've got oil shortages, gas shortages, coal shortages, uh, we've got food shortages, we got flour shortages, grain shortages, and then you got Ukraine and Russia that provide a lot of that, and they're at war. It's just a mess. Oh, it is. It's it's just... Well, you know, in the last days, Jesus warned of that. There would be famines, but you still don't want to see it. Here we are, America, in abundance, and you don't want to see the rest of the world suffering. <clears throat> and the thing of it is... Uh, Parvin, uh, his name is Parvin Nagala, Oxfam, Horn, East, and Central Africa. He said the clock is ticking inexorably towards famine, and more and more people are dying as hunger tightens its grip. And he says their livestock has died, the crops have failed, food prices have been pushed ever higher by the war in Ukraine. The alarm has been sounding for months, but donors are yet to wake up to the terrible reality. With another failed rain, expected failure to act will turn a crisis into a full-scale catastrophe. Yeah, and they, they said, across the four countries, more than six million children face or are already suffering acute malnutrition. God, that's, that's six terrible. million children. What about the adults? Yeah. That's just horrible. So be sure to do what you can to help uh, these places. And there's a lot of good organizations that are on the ground in areas all over the world. And there's many times I wonder, Tower, <clears throat> if there isn't going to be more need than there's going to be ability to help them. Oh, I, I, but, I believe you're right. But see, we have George Soros, who's a billionaire. He spends his money trying to overthrow the nations of the world, including in America. That's where his money goes. And you have Bill Gates, and there's a number of other techies that are multimillionaires. You know, and, and I thought, if, if you could take the billions of dollars, and if you could stop these people from just funding the chaos that they're funding, and take that billion dollars and make sure we get grain over to the people that are starving. That could help a lot. Oh, Just think. Man, that would be amazing. Yeah. But you can't eat money, folks. It if there's true. no rain coming, you can't eat money. You need grain. You need food. And that's where the nations of men need to wake up and fear God and seek Him. We need to stop all this, what's happening. And it's happening globally right now. And it's going to happen globally because of the times and the seasons. When the Lord comes back again, he's going to destroy those who have destroyed the earth. Make no mistake. People call it global warming. 
But it's not global warming that's going to destroy the earth. There's two things. One of them are people who have destroyed the earth. And when they destroy the earth, that means they're killing the people on the earth that are in those regions. <coughs> and the other is the curse. The curse has devoured the earth. So make no mistake, these are serious issues today. And I ask you to look around, you know, do research online and find a good, solid humanitarian uh, group like some of the ones we mentioned and support who you prayerfully consider, whatever you want. Because we need to get the help to the people. Now, this is kind of interesting. This is back over in Iran. And uh, Article 18 did this, and we've done it a number of stories over all the years by Article 18. But it was published in Morningstar News. So... It looks like the the picture, the images, and maybe along with some news, came from Article 15, but it was published on Morningstar News. Article 18. So there's two names, but I'll tell you their first name, Sarah and Hamayun. They're an older couple from Iran. We have covered this story before, these these two, along with the others who were put in prison. <clears throat> and uh, But we cover them again today to bring them before you. And we pray for this husband and wife team facing prison terms. Oh, amen. Now, you see, authorities had summoned this couple in Tehran. And these house church members thought it was about the return of their confiscated belongings. Instead, they were put in Tehran's Evan Prison, which is notorious for its harsh treatment. Now, Hamayun suffers from advanced Parkinson's disease, according to Christian Solidarity. They had gotten the information from Middle East Concern. <coughs> and a number of aid organ organizations and advocacy organizations issued calls for prayer for Hamayun and Sarah. They were first arrested in 2019 on suspicion they belonged to an illegal organization. Guess what that was, Tower? An underground church. Yeah. <clears throat> now you see, that's And we've been covering this about Iran for a long time. To me, that's unconscionable. It is. So Ahmadi, or Sarah rather, was sentenced to 11 years for her role in leading a house church. Hamayun was sentenced to two years because he was a church member. I mean, can you imagine that? No. You wouldn't have many pastors in America if they got sentenced to 11 years. 
That's crazy. I mean, they have a church for crying out loud. But we find this all the time, and China is worse. And, it's hard to imagine all this stuff going on around these in these in these different countries. You know, and they get away with it. And this is what we talk about as far as law and order. You know, the laws in one in one country are totally different in another country. They can be. I mean, in America. We're letting murderers out of prison for oh. crying out loud after a short time. Doesn't there doesn't make any sense at all. There's this one black guy. Nothing against blacks, but that's what he is, a black guy. He was married. And he had, uh, I forgot how many kids, I think three. He was in prison. They let him out. And... They found his wife dead. He had murdered her. They were in the same car together. Must have picked her up. He had the kids. And he murdered her in front of the kids. Oh, that's horrible. Senseless. See, now you look at that and you say, why are you allowing them loose? And then on the other hand, you know... You have another country who may lock up murderers, but they're also locking up Christians because they fear the Christ of the Christians more than they fear any nation finding fault with them. Why do you think the nations of men like China, North Korea, even Russia has tamped down on it? Iran, Pakistan, India, and we could go on with the nations. It's just endless. Why do you think they make war against the Christians? It's because of their Christ and their God and their redemption and the fact that people are getting saved and healed and delivered by the power of Almighty God and the true Christ, the true Son of God, and the true Savior to the glory of the Father. That's why. Because if you're a Christian today, you'd better wake up, rededicate yourself, and prepare yourself. Because we are the ones with the truth. We are the ones that serve the true God. We are the ones with the Spirit of God and the true Word of God. Now you see these punk Satanists that we have in America can flaunt their damnable doctrines because it's going to send people to hell. All they want. And these ignorant young kids that are doing this can repent and they can be saved. Even a true Satanist can be saved. I've, I've, I've had some on our show in the years past, many, many years ago. We've read several stories of not necessarily on the show, but of Satanists dedicating their lives to Christ and being delivered. So there is a difference here. And I think that's, that is no doubt that it's time to wake up in America. And so remember these two, along with others, there's a whole bunch of them. Sarah and Homeyun, and there's a lot of others there. And they face real life issues right now. Oh, they do. It's unbelievable. It's like having a family with all your kids, and all of a sudden you're in jail for 10 years. And what did you do? You didn't kill anybody, you didn't steal anybody's stuff. It's because you're a Christian. Can't even imagine. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's time to say, okay, wake up America. And you could also say, wake up a few other nations, the Western nations as we refer to them. But see, things are coming down. We, we see the globalist push. We see the push for the mark. We see the push for the one world currency. We see the perilousness coming on. We see, um, you know, the mystery of iniquity and all of its fullness right now. And it's going to get worse. Yes, it is. And so now's not the time to go join the side of darkness. Now's the time to repent and get out of it. And now's the time as Christian believers to make sure you get funds and prayers that go to the right places so you can stand behind these people and help them. You know, Tower, and that comes that um, there have been reports of how supernatural um, some of these people in prison are receiving help from the Lord. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. They have their own miracles and they're imprisoned. It's amazing. Yes, it is. And so, that's why we are advocates. And that's why also we, we do a lot of in-depth studies. And we cover, we have three shows a week. We have two websites, warren-usa.com, danaglennsmith.com. And it's dedicated to getting the word of God out and to getting the truth out because we need it. Oh, yes, we do. And so we're coming down to the end of the show, Tower. But I think one thing that we need to do, I think in America, is be thankful and be prayerful and be separated unto our God. Amen. Reminds me of that song, you know, being being thankful. You said to be thankful. It reminds me of that song, Count Your Many Blessings and Name Them by One by One. And yeah, I like that song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like that. And we do. We need to take note instead of looking on the at the bad things we need to look on the good side and thank god for what he's done for us and given us and you you start counting your blessings and it'll be amazing how many things come to mind that you just take for granted or something well we're gonna have to get out of okay. here well good night everybody we love you dearly we always hope the best for you in the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray for you, and please pray for us, and, and especially your brethren around the world. Good night, everybody. We love you. Be sure to go by our websites at warren-usa.com, danaglennsmith.com. Listen to the shows there. Read the articles. And be sure to pick up a copy of my book, The Rising, by Dana Glenn Smith. You'll find links on both of our websites. Get a copy of that book and read it. And then go by our websites and send me a comment on it. Because this has a lot of prophetic stuff in it. And a lot of the things you see going on right now in this book, I wrote it down as a Christian fiction long before they occurred, occurred rather. So check it out. The Rising by Dana Glenn Smith. Take care of yourself. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and give you peace. Until next time, shalom everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.